Hey, I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. Here's why some of our customers choose Harry's. The blades are about $2 each. I get a nice, clean shave every time. The blades stay sharp for plenty of shaves. Thanks, guys. And for everyone else, give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter easy at checkout. That's harrys.com, code easy. Katrina Vanden Heuvel. Katrina is editor and publisher of The Nation, a frequent commentator on American and international politics for ABC, MSNBC, CNN, and PBS. She writes a weekly web column for The Washington Post. Her blog, Editor's Cut, appears at thenation.com. She's the author of The Change I Believe in, Fighting for Progress in the Age of Obama, Meltdown, How Greed and Corporation Shattered Our Financial System, and How We Can Recover, and co-editor of Taking Back America and Taking Down the radical right. More than a pleasure to have Katrina Vanden Heuvel with us, who's written a piece, a great piece, entitled The Poisoning of Flint. Katrina, good afternoon. Welcome and happy Thursday. Thank you so much for having me on, Leslie. Appreciate it. This is a type of issue, Katrina, that um, I think we all as broadcasters, journalists, media professionals are torn about. It's a good story, but it's a story that never should have to be told. Would you agree? I absolutely agree, but I think it's a story that must be told. Um, these, you know, these, these are stories that if our system, political system, I'm not talking about the water pipes, the infrastructure in Flint, if our political system is so corroded, our media system is so corroded that we can't tell this story, which is a crime story in many fundamental ways, and make sure that it leads to change, change that will ensure that humanity is put before, before austerity, before profit, then we should all hang it up. So I agree with you. It's a story we shouldn't have to tell, but it's a big story, and it's an important story. It's a criminal story. It's a painful story, but it's emblematic of our times in many ways, Leslie. So let's draw some lessons from it. Absolutely. Uh, your piece is great, entitled The Poisoning of Flint, uh, that you wrote. And, and I love the fact that you start off talking about uh, Governor Rick Snyder, a Republican who's governor of Michigan. And I think uh, many people who may not be uh, from Michigan or familiar with him, this is a guy who had a, perhaps, still does, I hope not, uh, yeah. but and I don't think Republicans would say he does, but he had a perhaps bright future, maybe on a national level even, uh, with the Republican Party. He wanted to run for president. You talk about how he set up a fundraising organization, and ironically, the name was Making Government Accountable. You know, Leslie, when I went back, because the nation has reported on Governor Snyder over these years, particularly this very anti-democratic, technocratic step of bringing in these emergency managers, who are unaccountable, unelected to run cities. But it is the case that he did explore a run for the presidency in early 2015. When I saw the name of his super PAC, Making Government Accountable, and to read that in this time, at this moment, you know, I, I, I was uh, beside myself. Um, and, you know, the guy, Snyder, is now, you know, he's, he's uh, releasing the other day, your listeners may know he you know, gave a state of the state Tuesday night, and he's releasing emails as fast as he can. Uh, he's claiming it's to reveal the administration's transparency on Flint. But the documents being released provide a really frightening glimpse of state leaders, including Snyder, who are dismissive of the desperate concerns of the residents of Flint and eager to place responsibility with local government, you know, past the buck, even as scientific testing was hinting at a larger problem. Uh, there was like a cover-up, as I, you know, I quote someone in my, my column, who says, you know, it was like, 
they cut every corner. They did more to cover up than actually fix it. That's criminal. That's Flint resident Melissa Mays. Uh, and, and let's talk about, I, I want to talk about so many things so that people understand, because not everybody understands the dynamic and hierarchy of local government, and not everybody understands who has the authority to make, uh, you know, what decisions. We have, you know, emails, as you know now, that have been released. I'm, I, I mean, is it common for somebody who heads up the Treasury to make decisions about water? Why aren't there experts with regard to drinking water, um, you know, pipes, uh, what it would, you know, take to, you know, move uh, a water system um, coming from one source in Detroit to another in Flint? Are there, aren't there environmentalists or chemists uh, involved in testing? Because I don't see any of that in these emails. Yeah, the, the lines of authority here are very murky. What's clear is that, uh, you know, Snyder, when he was elected, uh, in, in 2011, he claimed that local elected officials were incapable of managing municipal finances. And he moved to a point, I mentioned earlier, these unelected, unaccountable uh, managers to implement these austerity policies. And when Michigan voters rejected the emergency manager policy, he continued. He continued. Snyder continued. Um, and, you know, the governor wanted to have his say in the municipal affairs of Michigan cities. He got it. Now, where was the mayor? The mayor was with uh, President Obama the other day at the uh, Conference of Mayors meeting in Washington. She said something which is important. She said if this was a rich suburb, this wouldn't have happened. I think what you need to read into that is that Flint is a poverty-stricken black-majority city. That cannot be uh, avoided. And I think if it was the suburb the mayor mentioned, it would have gotten more attention and wouldn't have been blown off. But, you know, at the end of the day, the governor... Uh, fish rots, you know, head rots from the top, buck stops here. So um, I think you need, we need to hold uh, Governor Snyder accountable as we look at the many layers, EPA, local officials, who tried to really uh, not only be slow to respond to this crisis, but were bad-mouthing some of the people who were bringing attention to this crisis. Uh, I, I know no question about it. This and this is something that I, I don't understand. Is, uh, so that people just you know you've you've been doing your job a long time and you're certainly familiar with how different systems work. When they took the primary water source from Lake Huron and uh, moved it and you know redistributed it through Detroit's system to the Flint River and did that uh, back in April of 2014, very quickly there were residents who were complaining they said there was a discoloration of the water they said there was a smell of rotten smell i believe many uh, said exactly that that it was rotten there were even children breaking out in rashes um any human being in my opinion would say wait a minute wait wait a minute we got to stop let's go test that water let's do uh, something now i understand you know politicians gotta save money and they thought that you know the city would you know be you know save millions of dollars as a result of this but, but at the at the, end, at the, at the end of the day, you don't want your constituents, you don't want your citizens, especially children, to be harmed by a decision that that comes from your office. But it took it took too long, right? It took elevated levels of lead showing up in children's blood this past fall. At and that and that's point, a question then, I have. That's a question the, I have. Only as then a the government the was forced to admit there was a problem. Now Snyder then appointed a task force to investigate the crisis, but it found. Among, among other things, that legitimate fears were met with, quote, aggressive dismissal, belittlement, and attempts to discredit those who were speaking out. So this cover-up was going on. And the other thing that came out in some of these emails, Leslie, is that they're referring to the states, Michigan's Department of Environmental Quality, 
one memo says that, quote, staffers have essentially downplayed or ignored warning signs, warnings that seem to lay out exactly what's come to pass. And one of these uh, staffers now says that the state, Michigan, was testing the water in a way that could profoundly understate the lead levels. Here's a problem. Here's a bigger problem. We're in an election year. There's a lot of talk, as there has been for many years, about government. I think it's dangerous to have a fundamental mistrust of government, but what we need to do is understand that government in many cases have been, government has been captured by economic interests, corporate interests, is not accountable to its citizens. So we need to take it back and clean it up and clean it up government. Government is polluted as this water supply was polluted. Government is polluted by officials who put corporate interests above their constituency and cost-cutting above the common good and protecting access to safe drinking water If you don't think that's a human right or part of the American dream, then I don't know what is. And these people who are always trying to cut regulations, it goes on every day in Washington, bipartisan sometimes. Clean water, clean air doesn't come to you via immaculate conception. It comes because these are monitored. And we saw a breakdown, a real breakdown, which I think, again, if we don't learn something from this, if things aren't changed as a result of it, we will have failed. The state health department in Michigan is now also looking into whether there's been an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. Um, Ten people um, have died, uh, and they're looking into whether this is connected to the water crisis. I have to say, do you, you, and and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, this is just one of those, uh, you know, uh, trivia things I know. Uh, Katrina, do you happen to know how Legionnaire's disease was um, actually uh, how they how they discovered the spread of Legionnaire's disease? I don't. I uh, Leslie, I admit that I've looked uh, more at the poisoning. Yeah. Well, no. The, the the reason yeah. I the reason I say this when some people you know put an eyebrow up to the water. Okay. Um, it's very interesting because there was a time where people were dropping dead from Legionnaire's disease, and and seriously, it was you know some little like you know intern candy, candy striper that looked up, saw a vent, and realized the Legionnaire's disease was infecting people through the air system, the duct That's right, system. The air so system. if it right, so it can, if it could do it through an air system, it can do it through a water through supply a water system. system. Yeah. yeah. So tell us tell us about these uh, 10 victims and tell us about what the state department is do the state health department is looking into with this outbreak of legionnaires disease. Well, the state health department is looking in as you as you know as you said into whether this outbreak of legionnaires disease that's killed 10 people in the area is connected to the water crisis. And you know that investigation goes on. Meanwhile, you know in the state of the state, Governor Snyder has issued a big public apology. He's trying to be be transparent. Uh, he's declared a state of emergency and activated the National Guard, requested assistance from President Obama. There's money pouring in now. There's a, you know federal emergency assistance. There's federal coordination, DOJ. But, you know, it's um, may it protect and save people. But these kids, Leslie, I mean, I think, you know, lead poisoning is a, a blight. It's a public health catastrophe. It's a human catastrophe. So it's not clear how all the money is going to clean up the lungs of these kids. So I think one thing we, you know, I said earlier, lessons learned. One thing we could do pretty quickly in this country, it seems to me, is understand that uh, crumbling infrastructure is a threat. It's not just, oh, infrastructure. I think it was the uh, engineers of America put out a report card a few years ago saying the infrastructure in this country got a D-minus. And 
Flint's an extreme case, but nationally there's been a lack of investment, public investment in water infrastructure. And I do think the Republicans, certainly those trotting around the country in this campaign, have no interest in public investment in our infrastructure. And what might happen if we continue to rob our country of that investment is on display in Flint. Ironically, they wanted to save millions, and this could cost up to one to point five billion to fix That's that right. city's water distribution system. Um, you know, this would be an example of you know, my mother used to say, "Do it right, or don't do it at all. Don't do so something. True. Don't do something half-assed." Now, the Justice Department is investigating uh, the government's actions, the state government, the local government. How common is that? That is a good question, but. You know, we've seen the Justice Department in other arenas in this last year or two, Leslie, investigating state and local government's actions, thinking of other crime scenes. I consider this a crime scene, but, you know, where police shootings, police abuse have occurred, there has been a deployment of Department of Justice investigation in Ferguson and other uh, parts of this country. And I think if used wisely, there is a reason to use the Justice Department to investigate state state and local governments especially when there is, you know, lack, uh, there's been such a massive failure of uh, state or city accountability by the, their governments. Uh, we have some callers, and actually one from Michigan, and we're just uh, getting them screened. We'll go to them. Um, you know, so, the, and folks that aren't paying attention, whether, you know, it's Michigan or Flint, or just don't want, they turn the sound down when they even see the image of uh, Governor Snyder at this point. Where do they stand? They released these emails yesterday. In releasing the emails they they either feel confident that they're not, you know, entirely to blame or they're, you know, saying mea culpa, we screwed up and humbling themselves. Which is it? I think they're trying to do the latter. They're scrambling as fast as they can. As I said earlier, Governor Snyder certainly is to now show transparency. But, boy, that water supply wasn't transparent. I mean, that cost-cutting move, uh, well, the city was under the control of someone he put in place, um, was uh, led to this. So, you know, we're even learning, Leslie, that the State Department of Environmental Quality acknowledged a mistake in failing to require the addition of needed corrosion control chemicals to the water. That caused lead. So uh, there is a move, as you know, I mean, Michael Moore, who is from Flint, uh, who loves the city, has been associated with it, is calling for Snyder to uh, be held accountable, resign. Uh, There's some even tougher calls, but I think um, we may learn more, and I think that at a minimum, there should be a consideration of a recall, if such is possible. That, that's, and, a, that's, a, that's a very uh, a very good point. Let's, uh, before we run out of time, uh, Monica is in Michigan. She's on line one, listening to us on TuneIn. Monica, good afternoon. I understand you're a local blogger and you want to weigh in on this. Monica, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yes, I am a local blogger. I've covered this story since March of 2015, uh, way before the national media even uh, got on the ground or was even caring about the story. Um, a couple things. Um, the first is the recall. A recall law was our recall law was changed, and I believe it's 2013. It makes it really hard um, to recall the governor, and, and technically, no elected official, state official, can be re- tried to be recalled within the last year of office. So if if any recall can take place, and that's even considering if it goes to the Board of Canvassers and they approve the language, and that's a big if because Governor Snyder appoints the people on the Board of Canvassers. 
it would have to be fairly quick because you have to get 800, uh, 806,000 signatures. Uh, and that doesn't happen very well without paid canvassing. So recall is, is, is a high barrier. Don't know if it's going to be able to happen in Michigan. Okay, Monica, just uh, just for the sake of time, and I definitely hope you will uh, continue to call the show. You can call us daily, even with updates. I want Katrina uh, to weigh in. Um, Katrina, in response to the caller. First of all, all power to the caller for being on the story. Um, We did a water issue uh, about a year ago, uh, largely prompted by what happened in Detroit. Let's not forget Detroit. Your blogger, I'm sure, knows about that, where water couldn't, you know, clean water couldn't be accessed. It became an international human rights issue. We did a water issue about 10, 12 years ago. Water is going to be one of the increasing tough, it shouldn't be a commodity, it should be a human right, but it's being bottled and extracted in ways that are harming communities, not only in this country, but in indigenous communities in global ways. So on the that, I think, is critical, and I hope there are other bloggers who stay on it. And it's always vital to know where the stories percolated up from. It's not just national media finally catching on, which matters the most. On the recall, thank you for that information. Recalls are real tough. We saw it in Wisconsin with Scott Walker. So I'm just raising that, but it obviously sounds like a tough bar to cross or reach, and maybe there are other, resol- there's, uh, there are other ways to hold accountable this government, which put profits before people. You are awesome. We will have you back on the show. Thank Katrina, you. Katrina, thank you. Thank you. Katrina Vanden Heuvel is editor and publisher of The Nation. Check out her great piece and other pieces at their website, thenation.com. And please follow Katrina at Katrina Nation, K-A-T-R-I-N-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. Hey, I'm Andy, and I started Harry's, the shaving company that's fixing shaving. Here's why some of our customers choose Harry's. The blades are about $2 each. I got a nice, clean shave every time. The blades stay sharp for plenty of shaves. Thanks, guys. And for everyone else, give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter easy at checkout. That's harrys.com code easy.